Resident Evil Transformation Lighting Specialist to Arc Residential Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. On this week's podcast, Paul Williams joins us once again from Salt Lake City, Utah, where he is Chief Product Officer for NICE. NICE, as most of you know by now, last year began the absorption of its acquired custom integration brands, Elan, Speakercraft, and Panamax. At Cedia Expo last month, their consolidation into the NICE brand was fully evident on the show floor, where NICE showcased its commitment to offering a holistic home management solution for its partners and customers. Prior to the show, I had chatted on this podcast with Jeff Shaw, the company's VP of Product Management, where we did a deep dive into all of NICE's new products. With those details pretty well covered, but with everyone still talking about Cedia Expo-related news and industry trends a month later, I thought we'd get Paul's veteran perspective on the show, his thoughts about the company's experience there and his insights into the current state and future of home control and home automation technology. Paul Williams, welcome back to the podcast. Great to see you again. Jeremy, it's always good to see you and thank you. I always appreciate the invitation to be on the show. It's a great show. Well, it was great seeing you at Cedia Expo. We didn't really have a chance to chat very long, um, but you're always one of those calming faces in the middle of a, <laughs> a busy show for me, which I just always appreciate, um, even if we don't have time to really um, stop and talk too long. I did see you, um, you know, and a lot of your former early days of Control 4 colleagues um, seemed like a little mini reunion on the show floor there. Yeah, we were having a little, little reunion there. It's fun to see all the uh, all the industry faces. It's such a great industry and it's so tight knit that even with even with your competitors, there's just this camaraderie that exists. That I really enjoy about our channel and the way that we do business. Yeah, it was so nice to be back together again and a a more normal sort of setting uh, with like less of the COVID kind of concerns hanging over everything. So um, I, I had a really good energy vibe feeling like after I, I left there, it was the the kind of thing you kind of need that energizing experience together. And um, I, I, I kind of made a lot of absor- uh, absorptions. <laughs> we, we, we made a lot of uh, observations there and we can get into all that stuff but uh first of all just what was the general uh feeling for how the nice brand you know this wasn't the first cd expo for the nice brand uh really big big launch was a year prior but now the the other um acquired brands are really part of the nice family and there's none of that uh um I guess it's just, it's all nice now. So what was that experience like? It's so fun to talk about, right? It's just so positive and nice. Um, So, so how did, how was that received? What did you, were the general feelings there from, uh, from the dealers, the attendees that you spoke to? I I would say, in fact, it was fantastic show for us. We were, we were nonstop busy and that was part of the reason why I didn't get a chance to, to maybe visit with you as much as I would have liked to at the show. It was always good to great to catch up with you. Uh, it was super busy, a lot of interest in what's going on. Um, and I, I would equate it to last year at Cedia was the shock and awe where we said, hey, these brands are going away. Here's yeah. here's we're nice. And so the shock and awe, we've we've had 12 months to kind of get through the shock and awe part of that with the with the dealer base. And I would say um, as we we entered into this Cedia, uh, people are it's resonating the message. They're getting it. They understand uh, what we're trying to do. 
I'm a big part of making sure that we are are doing what we can for our dealer base and for the community, and also then for our customers is is to have a brand that you can talk about. And and when you have, um, I mean, our, one of the things we always we always talk about is this house of brands. You can be a branded house or a house of brands. When you're house of brands, it's really hard to be able to talk about who it is, who you are, what you have, what you do, and you have to talk about how these things work together. Where we're talking about this cohesive home management solution that brings all the pieces together and it's under nice. And that seems to resonate very well with the integrators. They're they're getting the message uh, now a year into it and uh, and really understanding it. We, we also had a lot of new interest. And that's one of the interesting things that, that was good about this show is that I always worry that we're, we're in this, this industry that doesn't have a lot of new blood, thought, people, ideas coming into it but we were we actually had a lot of interest from from folks that are either new to the industry or, or new to us I would say at the same time too which is which was really a great thing to see it, and it shows you the, the how vibrant this industry is and how it is still growing I mean we've got we've definitely got some pains that we have through the industry but it's good to see that growth so overall really good show for us people understand what we're doing now uh, they understand the nice brand what it stands for and what we're, what we're building. So it resonated very well. Yeah. That's an interesting perspective A the, on the new people part of it. I I've heard a little bit of that as well. Anecdotally um, we had uh, Patrick Hartman and Jamie Breesmeister on last week uh, who were teaching a class and they just asked for a show of hands and out of the 40 or 50 people that were in their, their class. And uh, half of them were first time attendees and that was stunning to them and to me as well when I heard that. So, um, that's great. They're also getting education, which is awesome. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, good to meet the vendors, but also great to be learning how to, how to do the installations and how to, how to sell systems. So, um, gr- great for the, the, uh, longevity of the industry for sure. Um, I know you had, uh, your, your new CEO there, um, and I, I, I did meet with uh, Mr. Bertolini. Um, yeah, Bertolini. And, uh, you know, obviously, Luca uh, Longin was there as well, You're, who, who had been, uh, I guess, a co-CEO, um, now president of Nice North America. And, of course, um, Marco Umberson, your CMO, um, was there as well. So we we kind of talked about the whole branding thing again. And, you know, it's, it's well, uh, I'm well acquainted with it because I was there in Carlsbad and got to get the the early look at everything when you guys were um, unveiling the plan before CDL last year. So um, it's great to see it all coming together. And it does make sense when you're talking about, you know, competitive brands in the industry that are one name and this having been an acquired collection of brands totally makes sense that you just want it to kind of be in a a single family. (laughs) Um, especially for the dealer, just as far as not having to kind of juggle what, what they're dealing with. It's not that the homeowners necessarily care that much, right? It's less about the branding for the homeowners probably. It is. It is. Yeah. Still, we, they, we would see that happen on occasion where the, uh, where they, what a dealer would go into a home and they'd say, I'm installing an, an alarm system, um, into your house. And then, then suddenly they're seeing the speaker craft stuff and they're seeing, they're seeing uh, Panamax. They're going. I thought you were installing a, an Elan system, and you have, then you have to have the discussion. Well, they're the same thing. It's just two different, three different companies we pull together. And it makes the Elan system, and so um, it's even though there's not, it is, it is more for the dealer and the integrator for sure. Uh, there was still some consumer messaging that that gets lost in that as well. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, um, as you kind of look at things, you've obviously had a, a career that spans control for, and you were um, with uh, Savant's um, GE lighting brand for a bit there as well before you joined the current team that you're on. Um, so control is really in your wheelhouse. Um, how would you observe sort of the current state of things in the control space and the way it's evolved and the, I guess, technologies that are maybe affecting it and influencing it yeah, right you bet. now? Yeah, you bet. I think that's a great question. Um, and we saw that evident at this show and we've seen it for the last couple of shows as well, is that there are there's certainly some expansion that's happening beyond what we would consider the normal control. And that normal control would be like the AV-centric systems of the world where it's all about the audio-video experience. And we saw that expand, you know, if we go back into, into temperature control, blinds and shades and lighting continue to be a big growth category uh, for the industry. It's one of the areas that continues to expand, especially in the automated shades uh, arena. Um, and then, then we've seen some new, new things. Um, energy management. I think it's one of the other things that, uh, that we've seen expand. We may have talked about it last time you and I were talking about it, is we've got this perfect storm. We've got EV vehicles require more energy. The grid's not getting any better. In my mind, and I think in a lot of people's mind, the only way that we're going to solve that problem is by more efficiently using the energy that we do generate. And I am confident that home management, smart home, um, the connected home is a big part of how we're going to do that. And you see companies starting to, to show those uh, types of solutions, and, and they're not alone when, in, that, in that world. So I think that's another part of it. And then I, I would say the other part that we'd, we've seen is security has always been, a, I think, an elemental par- part of the smart home and the control categories. But it's really, really starting to take off when we start to talk about AI and machine learning. And I, I always, I always hate almost using those two phrases just because it, everyone has a different view of what that be. It's, it's as, uh, it's as weird to use as smart home is because um, it can mean so many different things to so many different people. But really, really, what we're starting to see come into play is the use of of systems to be able to intelligently control homes. So it's not just about, you know, I can push a button and this thing happens or at this time of the day, this thing occurs that we can really start to move into a world where um, behaviors are learned by systems and it, it understands what's happening. It anticipates and it predicts and it offers suggestions as to what that homeowner may want to do with the home. And I think that is uh, we're getting to an exciting place. It's a world I've dreamed about, honestly, for 15 years or more maybe, but uh, the technology has not been to a place where it, where it uh, is today, where we can start to realize some of that that opportunity and that vision of these systems that that are really evolving with the consumer as their lifestyle changes. And I think that's been the one of the, the issues with our industry is that you go in and our integrators, and I'll, I'll take any brand, go in and do a fantastic job. They, they make these systems sing and, and hum, and day one, it's great for the consumer. Uh, day 700, it doesn't do what they wanted to do anymore because their life's changed. People, mm-hmm. People's habits change, your family makeup changes, the way you use your home changes. And those systems don't evolve with that consumer. And unless you're having your integrator come back every couple of weeks, and that would even assume that you understand what happened in your life because my habits change. And I, I look back and go, well, I don't even remember what I was doing three, three years ago for this space, right? So um, even if they knew what they were doing, being able to communicate that to an integrator having changes is, is one of the complexities. And that is where I believe we start to unlock some of the magic uh, that this industry can really start to uh, leverage as we talk to consumers about what their home experience is and home management systems. Yeah. Um, can we drill down a little bit further into maybe um, 
an actual application or not application, but uh, an example of of how a home might learn patterns or behavior that it could use that machine learning to adjust without having to be reprogrammed or somehow, um, you know, settings changed by an integrator or even the homeowner themselves just to be able to evolve. What What is, you know, a good example of that from a technology standpoint that might change? Yeah, let me give you two examples that, you know, I use quite often because I think they're, they help illustrate uh, that experience and what that, that value will be for a consumer. Uh, the first one's around security. So uh, the interesting little little tidbit, if you ever want to want to uh, look for some fun, look at the statistics around the the amount of time that a security system in a home gets gets activated when people are not in the home. And honestly, your system should be activated anytime you're outside the home. If you're in the backyard in the pool area and you're the only one home, probably should have your security system on, right? And those are kind of things that that people are looking for as unoccupied periods of time. Uh, but it's it's actually pretty scary. It's in the it's in the uh, I would say the highest or, or the uh, low, a little below twenty percent, and it's actually can go a little lower. For the amount of time, and it's it, people forget, and you can use geofencing. Geofencing is not accurate. It also makes some assumptions. I have to. I usually get a push message from my system. It says you've left the area. Do you want to arm your system now? I have to remember: Are my kids home? Is my is my spouse home? Is my partner home? Are are the dogs still running around? And they're going to set the alarm off. All these are things that I have to do, and most people just don't then arm it at that point in time. And so you get that issue. So arming a system, I think, is one of those areas that I, I'm confident in, that uh, we can use AI and, and, and machine learning to be able to, to understand. We're getting to the point now, and this is why I mentioned technology, where we can start to understand who is physically in a space without having to be intrusive. People don't want cameras in their home. I think we've seen that. Um, that's what the what the data bears out, and also in the sales of inside cameras bears out at the same time too. And it's because of privacy concerns, and rightfully so. Uh, but there is new technology that we're that's on the on the market today that we're seeing, and you know we're we're working on some today that allows me to be able to detect specific bodies in specific spaces. And if the home can tell who belongs in the home and who doesn't belong in the home, if that home I walk out to go get the mail and I walk down the driveway. If that home's armed during that period of time and I didn't have to do anything because it knows no one's in the home, that's magical, right? And it knows that I have pets in the home. And so it ignores those those uh, objects in the house as they move around. But being able to do that then allows me to have the system where I, as a consumer, don't have to do anything. I just live my normal life and the security system gets armed and disarmed automatically. And if somebody enters the home that doesn't belong there, it's not in part of my my established home membership, that there that we get into alarm conditions. So that's one example I, that I think is is extremely interesting. And the other one I'll go into is 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 kind of that that interesting phase of of energy management and saving energy and being able to understand you know what kind of profile do I want for my home? Do I want it to be extremely economic? So if I if there is a room that's unoccupied, if I've got zoned heating and air conditioning, I'm I'm going to put that to an economical setting in that room. Or even if the home if it is an economical setting, I'm going to use blinds and shades based on the type of day that I've got outside. Is it sunny outside? If it's sunny outside and it's a winter hour, let's raise those blinds up. Let's bring some some energy into the house to be able to heat that up with thermal energy. Vice versa, in the summertime, um, if it's going to be hot outside, let's put the blinds down. Let's not allow that thermal energy to enter the home. And if those things can happen automatically for a consumer and I can start to show the consumer, look, you've saved, even if it's not 
I mean, we all we all realize the 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 dirty little secret about energy management. Uh, there are very few systems that you're going to get your R- ROI on over a period of time. And that I can extend that into solar panels and lots of different areas of the thing. We're going to do it because I think that's the intelligent thing for us to do to save save energy and also from a from a green sense. But also, once again, from necessity, we're running into this place now where we're we're going to run into some energy shortages if we don't we don't start to curb that. And it's it's not going to get any better anytime soon. And so being able to have the home automatically detect what's happening and adjust itself based on how I want to profile the home. And if I don't, if I, my profile is, hey, I'm okay, just use whatever energy you need to use, that it's a different profile for that. But if I want to put my home in those kind of profiles, having the home monitor not just what's happening inside, but understand what's going on outside. What is the weather forecast today, right? It's going to get cloudy in the daytime or this afternoon. Well, that's great. Let's harvest energy now. We'll shut the blinds later, right? Those are the kind of things that you could do there um, to be able to to harvest that. So that those are a couple of examples. I could extend that into audio video, which I can really get these really cool scenarios where I learn what you do in the room. I, li- I learn what you like the lighting to be, the temperature of the room, what you like to listen to or what you like to watch during parts of the day. And start to anticipate that and suggest back to you, hey, Jeremy, I notice when you walk in this room every day between the hours of five and six, you put on, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peg you for 70s classics or soft jazz. That's where I'm going to say you're at today. You listen to soft jazz at 70% audio uh, value. You like the lights to be at 30%. To have that happen for you automatically based on you selecting that, I think, becomes magical. Today's episode of Residential Tech Talks is brought to you by NICE the global manufacturer of smart home security and building automation solutions. NICE is bringing together 30 years of innovation with award-winning products from Elan, Speakercraft, and Panamax to create a holistic ecosystem for builders, integrators, and consumers. Learn more about how you can create one home with one solution at go.niceforyou.com backslash RTT. That was a great example. Uh, of how uh, I've, I, w- I was trying to get an idea of the way uh, machine learning and AI could can be applied, and and I, I especially like that energy management one because I def I have um, motorized blinds that I really love in my house, and I do have a s- manual setting for rainy day when it just overrides the closing of things when it gets hot in the middle of the day, and if it just knew, hey, it's it's going to be a cloudy day all day. It reads the weather forecast. It seems like an obvious thing. So great example there. I really appreciate that. No worries. That and that's just, t- that's just the tip of the iceberg. I think there's so many different areas this will take us. So, Yeah. And, and as far as uh, natural language seemed to be, you know, gaining even more steam as well in terms of um, especially the user interface, you know, to be able to make adjustments to your system as a homeowner without having to dig into anything, even the app, just to be able to say, you know, to create a new scene or something, right? Yeah, for sure. I, that that uh, natural language is a, is a big input to uh, what we'll see um, happen as well, because as you mentioned, it's just today, it's, it's, it's cumbersome for consumers to try to, to, even with programs that are out there, for them to be able to alter automations within their system. And the voice is an ideal way to be able to do that. And, and real quick, I know you've got a limited amount of time and we had some technical issues to uh, cut into our time, but uh, when you're walking around CDA, I know you're probably pretty focused on on NICE um, you know, initiatives and everything, but did you have a chance to observe some things around the show floor uh, beyond your, your own categories? 
You bet. I spend a lot of time. And in fact, that's one of the things I, I do at these shows, especially at Cedia. Um, it's important to understand what, what we see trending and what's happening around um, the industry, not just in the control category, but we, we have a whole host of products that we have as well. And then we also have to integrate those products into our solution at the same time too. So it's, it's good to see what's happening there. Um, I think there's some really exciting things happening um, in the world of locks and intelligent lock systems. Uh, we're seeing uh, doorbells and locks get integrated into a single unit so that it's that you don't have a, door, a smart doorbell and a smart door lock. They're one simul- simultaneous or one synonymous unit. I think that's an interesting trend that I saw that was happening and we weren't the only ones that, uh, or I, I saw more than one. There were a bunch of them that were out there. Um, I think that certainly in the area back into this machine learning, into cameras, camera technology continues to get smarter, better, faster. Um, and more vivid in what it can offer from a consumer's perspective. Um, so we see that as, as trends that are out there as well. And, and yeah, just overall really good to see what's happening in the industry. But I continue, we continue to see the growth that's there at the same time too. And, and then we won eight awards. I mean, we got six, six at, the, uh, at Cedia and two in a, in a UK show that happened the same week. So I always like that too. That always makes you walk a little bit, uh, a, lot, a little bit taller at the trade show as well when you can win some awards. It's good recognition for our teams that put in the hard work to uh, develop these great solutions. Well, that, what's up next for, for NICE in terms of uh, on the road? Um, you, you've got, uh, I guess, are you an ISE exhibitor or is that not an event? We are. Got yeah, we've got an, okay. we'll have an ISE booth. So those of your so listeners that are will be with us in Barcelona um, in uh, February, we'll be there. We've got a good yeah, size booth say. that's there and we'll be yeah. showing what we what we can do for our, our worldwide well, customers um, and bringing well, those integrators in as well. Well, great. I, I know this was a short one and I apologize for the technical issues. It, you, you know, no that it's a modern world. I, I think my neighbor might have been having some yard work done and uh, hit the fiber optic line. So uh, uh, I, I, I can't say I haven't done the same thing, but it's kind of annoying when it affects the other neighbors, not just yourself. So um, Absolutely. apologies for that. But it, it, you no know, we'll, we'll, we'll connect again and talk uh, when we have more to chat about. I'm sure that won't take long before there's a lot more to, to discuss. So, But Paul... You know, thanks so much for for your time today. Really appreciate it, Jeremy. It is it is always my pleasure. Really appreciate talking to you and being on your podcast. Paul Williams is chief product officer for Nice North America. You can learn more about his company and his brands at niceforyou.com. That wraps up today's show, which is produced by Residential Tech Today, IPW, and Pretty Easy Podcast. Please check out readyeasypodcast.com if you want professional and affordable production help on your own podcast. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you watch or listen to this episode. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at our magazine's website, restechtoday.com, where you can also subscribe to the print or digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Thursday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell. Residential, 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 residential,